Hello, I'm Steve Carpenter, Chief Supply Chain Officer for Yakima Chief Hops. My name is Joe Catron. I'm the Director of Operations for Yakima Chief Ranches. And welcome to another episode of Beer, Baseball, and Binds. Here it is, uh, the middle of June, and, and the hops are jumping out of the ground. And, uh, you know, every once in a while we do a, kind of mix it up a little bit with our podcast. And, and today, rather than uh, touching base with one of our brewer customers, uh, we're talking with one of our grower customers, uh, Russell, Russell Shoemaker from uh, Jackson Hops down in uh, Idaho. So welcome to the show, Russell. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. No problem. Uh, how are things growing down there in Idaho so far? Oh, it's been a, it's been a wet spring, but we're starting to get some heat, and uh, they're starting to jump up, and they've grown slowly through the these few cold spells that we've had, but they're looking healthy, and hopefully we can get them to the wire here soon. I know Joe and I have a little bit of a group heading down your way early next week, so looking forward to seeing you and uh, taking a look at the crop and, and visit with, visiting with some of our Idaho friends as well. So uh, hopefully you're ready for us. Oh, yeah, always. <laughs> Good. So, Russell, you're, you're a big baseball fan. Who, who, do you, who do the people in the, the Treasure Valley of Idaho root for down there? You, you kinda, you're kind of free agents. Uh, what, what's your, what's, what team do you follow? You know, I, uh, I grew up watching the, the Cubs with my grandfather because um, WGN was on sure. everywhere. So we yep. grew up there. I uh, had a cousin that was drafted by the Cubs out of high school. Um, then I went on to uh, following the Giants. Okay. My wife and I used to take trips uh, every anniversary to wherever the Giants were playing. Uh, Buster Posey was, you know, he, I always wanted to watch uh, watch him call a game because uh, I was a catcher growing up and wanted to watch him call a game, and he happened to always be playing first. Yeah, that's awesome. Every game that I watched. <laughs> that's the way it goes, right? That's right. You know, he all those catchers kind of gravitate to another position as that uh, – position so tough on knees so oh, yeah. uh, but uh no i'm like you i grew up a giants fan i'm old enough that uh the mariners weren't, or, weren't around when i was a kid and yep. uh geographical they were the closest team here in the yakima valley and uh they had this uh, young man playing center field for him by the name of willie mays that i he, Say hey. he was my my favorite player uh but uh so we got something in common there russell well, good, good. Yeah, we just need them to start playing. <laughs> yeah, I at this point it's kind of nice that the uh, Mariners are still in first place this late in the season. But uh, <laughs> let's play ball. I mean, these guys got to get this figured out. Uh, this is crazy. This if if ever there was a time that the world needed baseball, it's right now. It just things seems like we're dealing with. Uh, you wake up in the morning and kind of the theme of 2020 is what's next. <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I we, headed, we do need some sports. I headed home last, just to give you an example, I headed home last night and I'm, 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 I get to the Zilla exit heading South and there's this long line of cars there. And then it dawned on me to what it was. There is a sinkhole between Granger and Zilla and it couldn't be in a hop field. It couldn't be in an apple orchard. It couldn't be in an open field. It's right in the middle of the freeway. Yep. 
So they've got this big pile of dirt. They're tearing the the, the main thoroughfare through the Yakima Valley, and they're tearing it all apart. And I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, this is if ever there was a year of Murphy's Law, it was it would be 2020. Right, man, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, exactly. We had an earthquake here. At, I don't know, maybe a month ago or more than that. Time flies, but we don't have earthquakes often here. And <laughs> I don't. I think the last one was like 1983 or or something. And yeah, wow. 2020 is is the year for that to happen. Yeah, huh. it started off so well. Um, I ended up. Joe, you and I have talked about it, but in January, I had, I'm living out a dream. My wife got me for Christmas a, uh, a a week down at the Mariner Fantasy Camp, and I got to go down there and play baseball, and, and we divided into teams. And Mike Moore, who was the number one draft pick of the Mariners back, he was the number one overall draft pick back in 81, was one of our coaches, and then one of my heroes from that uh, t- 2001 season for the Mariners Arthur Rhodes uh, was my other coach and uh, the the year started off so well <laughs> I paid a price every week afterwards it seems like yeah but uh, Joe I know uh, you know one of the, one of the varieties that uh, you and uh, Nate Jackson grow their Russells uh, in, in a sure variety is Idaho 7 uh, Joe, I know we've been working with Idaho 7. What's your thoughts on that and uh, getting Idaho 7 and into our footprints program and some of the other things? Yeah, it's been it's been awesome to see see the evolution of that variety and 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 see the success those guys are having. They've worked really hard and uh, it's good to see it all come come to fruition for them. Um, so yeah, Idaho 7 is a variety. You know, it's just a powerhouse in the you know um, really something that can blend well with a lot of different varieties and. Uh, really expresses nice and a lot of those new hop forward kind of hazy style beers that a lot of people are making and um i know russell you know you know started out down there growing it uh breeding it there on the farm and then um kind of having just kind of slowly kind of matriculate out to a few different farms and now it's really become uh you know quite a force in the market um and i know it's really benefiting a lot of the growers not now not only in idaho but um all over the yakima valley and uh, if you could just talk about a little bit about that, how that came about, and uh, some of the char- characteristics of it, some of the yeah. things that you like uh, like about it as far as growing that variety. Um, you know, when I started in in 2014, we had they had uh, four acres of Idaho Seven, and my first year here, we we put in our our first big block of Idaho Seven, we called that Field South Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were a little skeptical of it, of the yield numbers, um, but it, but it really is surprising. Um, it's been amazing to watch it, really just just flourish um, out in the market with the brewers that seem to enjoy using it. Uh, you know, it's harvested at the end of the season when I tend to be exhausted and yep. done with the hops, <laughs> but harvesting, you know, we spend. I mean, we're on it about 10 days and, um, usually by then you're just tired of the hops, but this hop is, has got an aroma and it's so green that late in the year that it's, there's a checkered flag and, uh, just a, it's a real beautiful hop. I'm a little biased, but of the people that grow it, that use it, I think, I think they can, they can agree with no, absolutely. I think that's that's one of the uh, a huge uh, factor on the farm is the, is that picking window you talk about. You know, with most aroma varieties being 
uh, picked close to the beginning of September. You know, Idaho seven is, you know, picked even in October. Um, and like you said, it hang, hangs real nice and yields really nicely. And just that, that picking window fits really well for a lot of our growers. So being able to extend, extend the life of all those facilities that they're investing in, uh, is a really important part of making, making those, uh, those investments work. Yeah, and I think uh, for growers both in Idaho and also Washington, for years there was a period of time where we had kind of CTZ as that finishing hop for us. And uh, it, what I've seen from Idaho 7, it's nice to have a hop that's nice and green towards the end of the... It smells uh, nice still. And, and has yeah. a nice yep. aroma. And, <laughs> and uh, so uh, I think it was 2015 or 16, which when I was down there and visiting Nate, and he took me out to an Idaho 7 yard and there's just there's nothing like it it's very unique uh it it's a a good producer but but also it's just a little bit different than everything else and it gives these craft brewers who are artists looking for that little different nuance in a hop something that's uh different enough that uh they've been able to 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 use it in some uh really nice beers so uh, we're looking forward to continuing to work with that and keeping our customers happy, and and uh, that that's a great variety. Uh, Joe, before I get too much farther, I just want to say in public, happy birthday. Yeah, thank you, sir. Uh, Joe and his uh, one of my favorite people in the world, uh, Copper, his daughter, was here just a little <laughs> bit ago, and uh, we were having a fun time talking about that. and And she shared with me, the number of birthdays you have and i'm not sure you sure. want me to do that on the air yeah no 36 um, i was uh born in 84 so yeah making a good run at it here um i won't share the comment i made to copper or her reaction to that but uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> it's uh, uh it's it's good to celebrate your birthday here on a podcast with us so uh congratulations hey. yeah and thank you sir best wishes for many more appreciate that um but uh so we're, like I said, we're heading down your way next week, Russell, looking forward to uh, seeing the crop. What what do you think generally of the uh, Idaho crop this year? Um, every variety hit on all cylinders, or you, you got a little issue with one or two? What's your thoughts so far? Well, I just haven't had the heat units uh, that we would all want. Um, I still think this, the, the crop's growing um it's always tough to tell until it's in the bell um but i think all in all uh we're looking okay um we're about well, most of the crops two-thirds to the wire uh yeah. it's been a tough one a lot of water we've had you know i believe 2.7 inches of rain uh, in the month of june wow so which that would on a normal year would you know, we could it could not rain until November, and we'd be on pace. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's been a very wet, very wet and cold, cold spring. And like I said, finally today we're up in the 80s, and hops are happy and reaching for the sky. Hops are such a funny plant because uh, a lot of times you have a cool spring, and those inner nodes are tight, and it it sometimes translates into a really nice crop which maybe not have the uh the best vine growth but has lots of cones and easy picked and mm-hmm. uh, but then again if you're too late and you start blooming before that 
vine gets to the top of the wire, you're going to have a short crop and you're not going to be so happy. So um, it's uh, it's just a tricky one to grow and, and uh, you try to hit your training dates, but Mother Nature sometimes doesn't cooperate. Um, right. Yeah. Um, but uh, what do you think up here in Washington? So yeah, I was going to say, Steve, it's, uh, you know, I've been down to Idaho. I guess it's been a couple of weeks. We'll be back down there next week, like you said. But uh, it's similar. We're on the same trajectory kind of as the Yakima Valley here, what I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, wetter than usual spring, not not as hot as normal. Um, we're going to start getting some heat here, too. So I'm, I'm hopeful, optimistic that um, those vines will, will start hitting that wire here soon as well. Um, Hopefully we're closing on the solstice, so like you said, you're, they're going to be starting to get uh, be triggered to start blooming here shortly. So hopefully we can get some heat here through the next uh, you know couple weeks and mm-hmm. and get them where we want them. But uh, like you said, there's only so much that's uh, within your control, and it's 2020. Yeah. So <laughs> here we go. Yeah, Mother Nature has not been the best of friends this year. <laughs> no, that's, uh, that's for sure. Yep, I'd like to just go back to the beginning and have a do-over. Uh, but uh, we can't do that either. We're, we're, we're getting through this one way or the other. But uh, let's get back to baseball. Let's talk about it. What, what's everyone here in terms of the latest between the uh, Mr. Manfred and the Mr. Clark at the uh, Players Union? Yeah, I heard they had an emergency uh, summit in Arizona somewhere over the last couple of days, and and looked like it was going to start making some progress there. And then yeah. they, they, So they uh, had came out with the 60-game proposal, and, Immediately, the players uh, kind of turned that one down as well. So, I honestly haven't heard much today. I've been kind of running around out in hop fields today and haven't uh, haven't seen any news flashes. So, uh, the last I heard was that 60-game proposal, and the, the players were not going to be into that either. Yeah, well, it's... yeah, I believe the players uh, countered with the 70-game, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, the 70-game schedule, and or that's what they were talking about. Okay, possibly going I... to that and. Owners were saying, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I don't pretend to be an expert on this, but it sounds to me, it was really weird last week because I was watching a little bit of the draft, and Manfred came on that and said, 100% chance we're playing this year. And yep. I thought, all right, he knows something that we don't, yep. and they're, they're going to get it done. And then the Players Association came out with, nope, we're just we're not going to be able to get this done. So go ahead and set the schedule and tell us when to show up for work. And to me, that meant, all right, let's play baseball, and you know, we'll do the uh, we'll do the lawsuits later. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically file a grievance and and play, but uh, negotiate what they get paid later. And uh, so I was thinking, well, e- even baseball played under duress is better than no baseball. So uh, let's go. And then Manfred's latest is, uh, yeah, I'm not sure this is going to work. I'm not so yeah, I, I wish they just stop. You know genuflecting and just say you know what (laughs) the united states of america and the rest of the world needs baseball right now let's figure out a way for it to happen right (laughs) but uh so russell you played a little baseball growing up and i understand uh your daughter might be playing some softball right now tell us about that yeah so you know all the she plays on a on the traveling team and we were supposed to go up to Canada this summer. That didn't happen. Uh, traveled to Washington. Didn't happen. But now they're doing local games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're at least getting to watch ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, softball, completely different. You know, it's a lot faster pace. 
in baseball. Obviously, same concept, but she, she'll be a senior this year. Uh, she's looking to go up, up north and continue her education up there. And but, So hopefully she can do that after in 2021. By up north, but, uh, do you mean? Yeah, in, northern Idaho. Oh, northern Idaho, uh, okay. And, yeah, the two-year school up there. and um, We'll see how she goes. What but, position uh, does she play? She plays third, but she'll she'll play anywhere you put her um she pitched a perfect inning uh the one time she pitched she had three pitches and got three outs wow. so but we said you're done pitching and <laughs> never throw another pitch again yeah i marvel I, I coached a little bit of softball my uh three girls played uh not at the college level uh my middle daughter was probably the the most talented uh, softball player that I had, but I always marvel at those pitchers and how hard they throw it. And uh, baseball, you got 60 feet and six inches to make a decision. <laughs> and that ball's a lot closer at softball, and those gals throw just as hard. And you almost have to guess where that thing is going to be before it comes out of their hand. But I yeah, always the marvel movement at that. on their pitches. They're amazing. Just the movement they have as well. Well, being able to make them like throw rise balls and stuff too, and you yep. don't see that. You can't do that with baseball. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, it's in pr- pretty impressive. Yeah, and they uh, obviously it's not quite as uh, taxing on the arms. So these these ladies that can pitch know what they're doing. Can pitch a lot more innings as well without you know having arm issues. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. Uh, that that's an interesting sport. Um, I have a granddaughter that a couple granddaughters that have interest in playing, and uh, um, you know, um, it's it's just. And I've got a grandson that plays baseball, and they're brother and sisters, and they're always uh, bragging about which sport is uh, is better, <laughs> softball or baseball. Um, but uh, no, it's fun. It's just. Uh, it's just we need baseball back, and I'm I'm glad at least Russell, you've got a little diversion down there, being able to go to a softball game on a regular basis and uh, get your baseball fix that way. Oh yeah, I, mean, I made it to my to my nephew's uh, baseball game. So and and the people's energy, uh, they're there watching the game. They're just happy to be out there watching the game. Yep, mm-hmm. it, it's you know almost not even paying attention to what's going on. You're just We've missed this. You know, we, there was no school season. They played three games and then shut down. And um, so all the parents and grandparents and and everybody that was there to watch was just happy to be out mm-hmm. watching yep. the game. Well, and, and I... And we definitely need that. Yeah. In, in America, as well as we need something to distract us. Yeah. To be outdoors, breathing fresh air watching kids compete and have fun and not have to worry about all the other issues that are out there right now. It's, uh, it's just, we, we, we need baseball. I, I was at literally the last spring training game down in uh, Arizona before they stopped the season down there. And my thought process was, and it was kind of a rainy, you know, it was raining off and on and they, they, they let them play. They finished the game. Um, and I was thinking to myself, not knowing that was the last game, we had tickets for a game the next day too, but they shut it down that night. And so I'm just thinking to myself, eh, 
I might be able to do it without baseball for a week or two here. This is okay. <laughs> and it's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. <clears throat> so let's get back to playing ball. That's for right. sure. Um, so you, you're enough of a Giants fan, Russell, that you, that you'll, you make it down to, uh, San Francisco at a time or two during every summer. We try the, the last few years have it, it, with, uh, Madison playing softball and traveling quite a bit mm-hmm. and, you know, she takes priority and we really enjoy, uh, you know, supporting her with her, uh, adventure. Sure. In that. So, and mm-hmm. grown hops takes a little bit of time. It does <laughs> this time of year. Yeah. You know, it's so we try to keep up with it, but we only have a few more years of her playing. So we'll catch up with the Giants. Yeah. Maybe by then they'll actually be winning some games. Yeah. And so um, we'll see. They're, but they're... yeah, we used to go during our, during our anniversary in June, but yeah. trying to slip away from the hops in June. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a pretty important part of their growing. Having yeah. enjoyed a former life as a hop grower and, and kind of looking on the outside in now, I think a lot of hop growers would be better off around the end of June just to get away for a week or two because those hops are going to grow. They're going to be fine. But growers are just constantly worrying about, uh, did I did I train at the right time? Is there enough heat units? Uh, is it wet enough? And something about being gone a week in the last part of June and then coming back and feeling a little bit better that, you know, all this growth happened, mm-hmm. <laughs> even though you weren't yeah. around to, to manage it and, and, and watch it happen. Yeah. We're trying to get Nate out right now. Uh, there you go. To, we've been, we've been, Heather and I've been working together trying to get Nate away. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's good. It's just uh, one less thing to worry about um, uh, in there. But uh, no, the Giants, uh, one of the things that, uh, I mean, they're kind of in a little lull, I guess, here in, in kind of rebuilding a bit. But uh, one of the guys I have enjoyed watching manage is, is Bruce Bochy. He, he just, he's just one of these old school managers that um, I, it really resonates with me, you know. And uh, of course, he's a catcher like like you, Russell. And it seems like a lot of major league managers are catchers or were catchers at one point in their career. Um, our our manager Scott Sur- Service Service was mm-hmm. a catcher, yeah. But just to watch old Bruce go out and change pitchers, and he's hobbling out there, and his knees are shot, and you know you can just tell that he's he was a catcher for a big part of his life, yeah. and and uh, he uh, if ever there was you know a lot of catchers have the nickname Scrap Iron, and I I think that that's where the name came from was a guy like Bruce Bochy, but uh, uh, who are the Giants got managing now? Oh. You know? You, you would ask me that. I I can see the guy. He played. Mm-hmm. I'll, the name will come to me if I talk about this, talk this out. But I was in Chicago on a hop trip uh, in July of 2009. Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler. Okay. So, <laughs> so he's the Phillies manager before that, right? Let, let me finish my story because he was actually an outfielder for the Tampa Bay team. Yep that Mark Burley threw a, a perfect game against while I was there. Okay. And uh, that's Gabe Kapler's the guy, yeah. Good good one, Joe. Um, but, 
Yeah, it. Uh, I, I can't imagine these players right now just sitting there. They're doing their training. They're doing everything else. I can't imagine them not just chomping at the bit to get out on a baseball field and and mix it up. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Time will tell. Russ, at the end yeah, of the day, when – oh, sorry, man. I was going to say at the end no, of the day, when you're, when you're done taking care of those hops, you know, uh, we've shared definitely shared a few beers over the years. Um, you know, there's got to be that kind of aha moment. You know, at least there was for me when I first got in the industry where you you see all the hard work that goes in into into the producing the crop, and then it just it adds a, a different element to enjoying that beer at the end of the day, um, especially when you know it's you know the hops are coming off your farm and you and you've put the work in and you get that beer back from you know a brewery that you used to kind of really look up to and really admire their beer and then. Uh, I don't know, you know, I just, I, I think it's kind of cool what you guys have built down there. It's, it's definitely unique. And, um, like I said before, I'm, I'm kind of just proud of you because I've, I've known you guys and kind of seen it all grow, um, kind of along, alongside you. And so, uh, just want to commend you guys and kind of thank you for all the hard work you put in and, um, looking forward to the future of, of helping manage that brand as we, as we move forward here. Oh yeah. I'm definitely excited. Uh, with what we got going on with you guys with uh ych and and everything uh yep it's it's been fun it's 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 a wild ride and um there's a lot of pressure during harvest and and getting it there and getting you guys a product and but it is fun it being a hop farmer um is a career but it's, it's a also a lifestyle totally sure um yeah. And all the people in the industry are amazing um, that, I've, that I've come across. I'm sure there's some oddballs out there, but, you know, the uh, the growers work together well here in Idaho. Yes, they uh, do. You know, it's a hop farming. You don't you can't just run out and get an implement like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the tractor yard. You're usually uh, building the implements in-house. And yeah. We work, to what, we, we work well with the other growers to kind of use each other's um implements and bounce ideas off each other and you don't run into that in a lot of industries um we still have our friendly competition and and that sort of thing but uh yeah it is definitely the people in in the industry with the brewers and and all you you guys and uh it is it's definitely fun everybody knows everybody yeah, one one yep. big, one big family. That doesn't mean we don't fight once in a while, but uh, like nope. all families do. But uh, so, what uh, what's your go to beer in your beer fridge right now, Russell? Yeah, uh, the hazy little thing. Yeah, um, good choice. Cheers. It's it's that's a good beer in there. Yeah. Um, I'm asking it, for a friend because it's possible somebody might be in the neighborhood in the near future. So just wondering what you might have in there. Gotcha. That and Mind <laughs> Haze is a really good one. Really like the Mind Haze. Okay. Of course, I think, but I believe that has Idaho 7 in it. There you go. There you go. That's. <laughs> and, but Joe just mentioned that's a, that's a big part of it. That's my biggest reward is to see, you know, a hop that not only you were – uh, you grew or you knew the person that grew it, but you also knew who developed the variety and the thought process behind that. And just to taste that in a beer, just it makes it that much more enjoyable. So, Oh, yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. Yep. 
Well, we've uh, we've burned through our half hour already, Joe and uh, Russell. Uh, we do look forward to uh, seeing you next week. Hopefully, run into you down there, um, so you can schedule your your baseball game after that. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, have a beer. Hope to see you. Say hello. Have a beer with you. And uh, good luck with the crop this year. And uh, good l- continued luck with Idaho Seven. Well, thank you, and uh, thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Russ. Talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Happy birthday. Hey, thanks, buddy. All right. See ya. See ya.